fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and usually, actually, I just realized right before Halloween, we always end up doing a horror movie, like, pre-Halloween, but we didn't do that this year. We completely oh fucked up. We ruined our whole thing. I All mean, right. there's a lot of monsters in this. I, this was probably one of those movies that ended up on Monster Vision at some point, like Rocky Four. Yeah, that motherfucker who plays... Uh, Bull, Bull, Bull Early. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. Anyway, yeah. So we're talking about Over the Top. It's the arm wrestling truck driver movie with like very very little arm wrestling, lots of truck driving. Well, the whole the client there's a lot of rest arm wrestling in that climax, and well, there's yeah. there's two good arm wrestles leading up to it. That Not is, you know true. I would have expected more if we're talking about a movie that's basically a Rocky clone. Um, <laughs> well, I guess more of a Rocky Five clone, a but. shitty Rocky clone. Yes, very Rocky Five. Oh fuck, that's why Stallone wrote the script. He's like, oh hey, uh, over the top. I was in that. I could do that better. Stallone wrote the script. Stallone co-wrote the script. I, I'm I, I'm dubious about his actual involvement in oh, no, that script. To Rocky, not. Oh, to Rocky. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. I know Stallone is intimately involved with those. He didn't even want to do this movies. movie. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the story? No, I don't. Please enlighten me. This is directed by Menahem. This is not a great movie. <laughs> this is directed by Menahem Golan. You know, Golan Globus, the Canon guys. It's a canon okay, movie, obviously. Okay. Every time I see Globus come up, all I can think of is like a Tim and Eric sketch. Where I think <laughs> sounds like it. I think they came up with a corporation called Globus. So at the time, you know, canon canon was pretty big. Oh yeah. At this point, sure, they were this huge. Is their heyday in the act in the action world. They had yep. Chuck Norris. They had Van Damme. They had Stallone. Hadn't they just done Cobra with him? Yeah, like in '86. Yeah. And Stallone's like fresh off a of Rocky Four, and just right. you know he's on top of the fucking world and. Galan is like, hey man, you want to be in this movie? It's about arm wrestling, it's drama, it's just like Rocky, but with arm wrestling. And Stallone's like, no. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, we'll pay you this much. No thanks. Uh, How about this much? No. How about this much? No. And finally, they get up to like $10, $12 million, and he's like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Fine. No one's ever going to watch this movie. So if you want to know what it looks like when Sylvester Stallone is like <laughs> literally there just to collect a paycheck, you know, I was going to say he's so low energy in this movie with the exception. All right. Like with yeah, the exception of the climax. Yeah. There's a couple parts where I'm like, oh, he's 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 rocky and he's doing good. Basically the arm wrestling stuff. But yeah, like the whole thing. He's whispering the entire the thing time with his kid. Like he's he's so uninvested. He's a better actor than those scenes. Like I'm watching those scenes, the scene where he's in prison and, and you know, he's talking to his son <laughs> through the wire and I'm like, Stallone's a better actor than this. What the fuck is going on? Everybody forgot that he was a good actor by this point though. <laughs> That's true. That cause he wasn't showing his chops in Cobra or Rocky and, four and Rocky four was <laughs> not his. Yeah. That, that was not his strong. That scene. was a, that was a machismo showcase. Same thing. What Rocky same thing with was. Rambo First Blood Part Two. Yes, you know. So yeah, you're right. It, there's kind of like back to back to back. I'm just a dopey along. action guy now. So yeah, then he does something like this, and people are like, Did, "Could this guy ever act?" 
Yeah, everybody forgot. And then Copland comes out a few years later. Everybody's exactly. like, oh, shit. It literally wasn't until Copland, because I didn't watch Rocky Five, And I do think he did a, he did a good job in Rocky Five. I think Rocky Given, Five yeah. is a good movie. You know, it's like it, it had some problems and it should have been better than it was. But I literally did not realize <laughs> he was an actor until I saw Cop. Like, I was a teenager before I realized Stallone could act. And then that still didn't facilitate a comeback until he made fucking Rocky Six. Yeah. In 2006. What was that, like 11 years later? Although, you know, I will say people pretty much universally recognized that he was bringing it in Copland. You know, I still haven't watched it and I know I need to because I love Stallone. I love Stallone at his worst also. I watched it with my son uh, a couple of months ago. It totally holds up. I love him at his worst. I love him at his best. It's when he's in between that I'm like this. (laughs) I will say, you know, the script isn't as strong as I'd like it to be, but it's you've got these powerhouse actors. It's got De Niro. It's got Keitel. It's got Leota. Between De Niro, Keitel, Ray Leota, and Sylvester Stallone, the actors in this movie are heavy as shit, and they're all great. And then it's got a whole bunch of... Oh, it's got got Robert Patrick. Oh, nice. Robert Patrick's in it fantastic i love that movie i 100 percent recommend it but like i said you know the script their performances make up for a script that is good but not great you know it's a good script it's not a great script but they're bringing they're all bringing a game acting to it yeah and i don't even remember like a bunch of the movies that he did in between copland and like rocky six 1997 is when copland came out yeah. and then he he was an ants Oh, that's right. He was in ants. I forgot about Get that. Carter, Driven, I See You, Avenging Angelo. I, I haven't seen Get Carter or Driven or Avenging Angelo, but I See You was such a piece of shit. God damn, it's like just a bunch of bad movies oh, until yeah. you get to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> it's like it's like straight to video shit and then Rocky Balboa comes along. It's like, oh holy shit, he's back. Yeah, and then it's like Rambo and the Expendables. Yeah, just banger, banger, <laughs> banger, banger. Bullet to the head, escape plan, grudge match. Okay, movies. Expendables again. Expendables 2, one of the best action movies ever made. I love Expendables 2, even though people are... I'm a little annoyed with, uh, you know, Chuck Norris and his, like, I can't, it's too violent. But, yeah, fuck Chuck Norris. I don't care. That movie's amazing. <laughs> but for, for, for the restrictions that he put on it, that movie fared that so well. That movie's fantastic. Even Chuck Norris is fantastic in it. And, and how many movies are you going to get all four of those guys? Yeah, seriously. In one shot. <laughs> Literally one it's shot. Amazing. It's fantastic. It's amazing. The beginning of this movie, the opening credits is set to one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard in my life. Oh god, this song is so America fuck yeah. I'm I'm like, Jesus. These dudes like, aren't even American. Like they're fucking they're from Israel or some shit. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, they they love America, those oh, guys. Oh boy. Okay. And I also think like, you know, they're like, Oh, Rocky Four, you're 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 Well, we were sending a lot of support over there in the eighties, if I recall correctly. So I wrote down Rocky er Lincoln Hawks, or is it Hawk? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody really knows. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Hawks, because that's how Sly refers to himself, but everybody else is like Hawk, Hawk, Hawk. No, it's fifty fifty. And some characters go back and forth. It's all Do over they? the place. Yeah. <laughs> it like certain scenes must have been shot out of order, you know, like between rewrites. And people are like hawks in one scene and then hawk in the next scene. So it's like just a misprint in the script and they're just like, fuck it. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Robert Loggia. Is that how his name's pronounced? Robert Loggia? I believe so. Yes. Robert Loggia 
perpetually calls him Hawks, though. Even though it's right there on the side of his fucking truck, Hawk hauling. Even though he calls himself Hawks. Yeah. And and he calls himself Hawk. He goes he says both. Oh, and then at the end, Hawk and Son. Yeah. Not Hawks and Son. What the fuck? Yeah. This is hurting my brain. <laughs> I tell you, this <laughs> this is such a bad movie. From an analytical standpoint, this is a terrible movie, but it's so fucking watchable. Oh, dude, I've been watching this movie since I was a very small child. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I had, I don't know if you did, but I had the uh, Lincoln Hawk, and he never got named in the movie, but uh, other arm wrestler action playset oh, with the arm wrestling stand. Yes, I didn't have any of those. It was the hat backwards guy with the big poofy hair coming out the side of his head. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you remember that because this had a fucking toy set. Yes. This had a toy line. Yes, this had a toy line. And I believe the other set, like there was the Lincoln Hawk and then that, that rando guy who Hawk never actually arm wrestles against in the movie. And then I think the other set was, what's his name? Bull. Bull Hurley. Bull Hurley. And I think it was like the the Valvoline drinking guy, but I could be wrong about that. What was that? What was that guy's name? The the Fubarsh T-shirt. Grizzly. Grizz- John Grizzly, I think. <laughs> Grizzly. That's it. Yeah, I think it was the it two of them. That's all of them. And the arm wrestling table. Yep. I had I had Lincoln Hawk. I had the arm wrestling table, and I had the guy in the green hat on the right there. What a weird idea for a. T- well, I'm not like it arm wrestling. Action kids, figures? kids were or the, the producers were like, man, these kids are going to go nuts for arm wrestling action figures. And they had a little screw on their back that you could turn and their arm would. Oh, I see it. Yep. Their arm would sweet. Wee, wee, wee. Who the fuck is that guy in the overalls? He was that like farm boy looking dude. You know, there was like kind of a redneck looking guy. I mean, I think it I think it has all the guys who made it to the finals. No, because then there's that Canadian guy who doesn't wear a hat. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Canadian guy. The black guy is there, yes. The black guy's there. I can't remember his name, but he he wore the the Alka-Seltzer shirt. Alka-Seltzer clearly throwing down some coin to be in this movie. Okay, the guy in the the white shirt and the green hat is supposed to be John Grizzly, apparently. Uh, No, he fucking ain't. (laughs) That's just what it says. (laughs) And then the... the Nope. Grizzly had a Fubar T-shirt on, <laughs> the, with a in, with a military camo print. The black guy action figure is Johnny Iceman Walker, which I don't think is even in the movie. Do they call him Iceman? I feel like I would remember that. Also, all of them are named John. <laughs> what? There's John Golden Boy Brizzing, Johnny Iceman Walker, and John Grizzly. <laughs> It's like the Sex Pistols, bunch of guys named John. Oh, that made me happy. There is a YouTube video that I am putting on my library, my to be watched. It's in search of the worst movie action figure line over the top. So I'm gonna watch that later because that sounds like a good old time. <laughs> Anyways, yes, the shitty action figures. I don't know. Is this the only like action figure line that fucking Canon ever did? I have no idea about that. I I would be curious. No, there was definitely a RoboCop action figure line. RoboCop definitely Canon. That's Orion. Oh, what? I, why did I think RoboCop was canon? Because the third one sucked ass. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, obviously there was the Masters of the Universe line, but that was that that existed before the movie. And then I think they put out a line specifically for did the they movie. Did they do a movie tie-in? I oh, think my they, God. I think they did a Dolph Lundgren, and then they had... Was the character even named Evelyn? She was basically the Evelyn character, but she might have had a different name in oh, the movie. Fuck it, dude. I don't remember. I saw that once when I was a little and kid. And then the Skeletor, they, the Frank Langella Skeletor. 
I've been meaning to like pop that one in because that's going to be a goddamn experience watching that as an adult. Oh, and they had the uh, uh, sexy shirtless guy one too. What was his name? Blade. They did an action figure of him. Sexy uh, shirtless guy from uh, Warrior and the Sorceress and Sword and the Sorcerer. He was in Masters of the Universe. He played a oh, guy okay. named Blade. I'm pretty sure it was Blade, and I'm pretty sure they did an action figure of him because he was one of the he was one of Skeletor's like main guys in that movie, and the movie was really about Skeletor. You know what this movie's missing? Some Dolph Lundgren. I would have liked to see Dolph Lundgren in this movie. I think Dolph Lundgren would have made a great... Lincoln Hawk instead of Stallone. <laughs> no, no, not at that time. No, at that time, no. no. Dolph Lundgren would have been great for that guy who comes up to him in the in the uh, the truck stop. Oh, God, I love, arm wrestling. I love that guy, though. That's true. He is great, too. I wouldn't want to see him taken out of the movie, but... Like, in a situation like that, like, we could have used some more arm wrestling. There should have been yes. two or three more matches in this movie. Yeah, we'll get to that scene because I have, I have a couple things to we say We should have seen it. him. Ar- we, there should have been some arm wrestling to resolve disputes, arm wrestling to resolve bar fights. He should but, have had they, to arm but wrestle. But they do bar arm wrestling He should have had to arm fights. wrestle the grandpa for custody of the Absolutely. kid. Absolutely. Yes, he should have arm <laughs> no, wrestled Terry Robert Funk. Logia. If he beats Terry oh, there Funk, you go. he gets. There you go. Him and t- which, by the way, you chose this. As a Terry Funk tribute episode, Terry Funk is barely in this fucking movie. He has two lines and gets thrown through a door. That's it. <laughs> Aside from that, he's in the background of five shots tops. We could have been like really depressing and watched Beyond the Mat instead. What would have been a good one is Roadhouse. We should have watched Roadhouse. Oh, Road- Terry Funk is in that, and he has like two or three fights with Patrick Swayze. Does like, he really? Oh, yeah. man. I watched that once. I can't remember. That's a way better Terry Funk movie than this. All right. We'll be back in like three hours. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about some Terry Funk. I do like that scene where he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Sure. Terry Funk's great. Because Lincoln Hawk is breaking the law all over the damn place. <laughs> it's so over the top. It's a perfectly titled movie. So the the opening credits happen and we see, we see Sylvester Stallone like getting his truck ready and shaving and getting himself all pretty intercut with this military school thing and we see we don't really meet him yet this character named mike he's lincoln hawk's son and i just want to say that this kid looks like a wet blanket right from the very beginning frame one because he's just like his head's down and everybody throws their hats and he's just like no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) he's a mopey motherfucker this kid (laughs) i mean granted his dad left him and has he hasn't seen him for 10 years and his mom's in the hospital dying that's true Uh, that's true it was probably bad direction like i i don't know i i don't know whether i can blame the kid for this or the director for this but yeah like he's way overselling it there's no nuance to this kid's performance i mean you know he's a kid so a kid in the 80s 80s actors weren't especially children just weren't as savvy and on the level that they are today. I mean, he he gives it his 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 all his all. He, he does. He really, I mean, the kid the yeah. kid really commits to the scenes where he's you know uh, the the arm wrestling scene is a great example. Like he 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 gets into that, and I don't I don't hate the kid once we hit about the twenty or thirty minute point of the movie. Like after the scene where he runs across traffic. <laughs> Everything after that, I'm pretty much okay with him. But well, his his grievances <laughs> with his father make sense. Oh, they're completely legitimate. Even I'm not though saying the they're kid not legit. himself is just kind of annoying. Yeah, I'm. I guess this is probably more of a directorial and writing issue. And also, Grandpa's a fucking sociopath. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you want to talk about over the top? Everything in this movie is over the top, including the psychopathic Grandpa who just wants custody of his boy. And right from the get go, so so Stallone shows up and. The kid, the kid's like going to the, going to his fucking limo and shit, and he's like, "Is this the is this the Michael Cutler limo?" 
Michael Cutler, that's his name. And and you know he gets called into the office and his dad's there and they're like who the he's like who the fuck's this? <laughs> Stallone completely sleepwalking through this scene. It's like I don't have a father, sir. <laughs> <laughs> For ten years you didn't have a father. That's fair. No, no, the kids the kids beef is completely legit. But we're gonna do that trope that I fucking hate that we'll we'll get to. We'll okay. To when, we, when we get to it, okay. which is why he has this overwhelming beef with his father, it'd be a little less had the the trope not happened. Well, okay, you're gonna have to tell me what the trope is because it's not springing to mind. The letters, the goddamn oh the letters. letters, Jesus, yes, okay, I fucking hate it. The worst part about this is there's no ex- there's no valid explanation because when he finds the letters, they're in his mom's shit. So his mom never gave him the letters. If his grandpa had been stealing the letters, it would be way more understandable. That's what is implied. Right? Yeah. Until he finds the letters, then it's clear that his mom just never gave them to him <laughs> or it's bad directorial direction again or that. Yeah. yeah. Bad directorial hell. So the kid is like, uh, "Can I have some identification on this man?" And the and the 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 colonel guy's like, "Dude, stop being a little shithead." <laughs> like like he's not having any of this kid's shit. I'm I'm on the kid's side for that one. You know, it, he, I mean, he doesn't know the man. That's true. That is true. So of course, Stallone, he's like ready. Shows him a picture of himself with his with with the kid's mom and shit. A wedding photo, not just a photo. Oh yes, together. a wedding photo. And it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. The kid, the last time he saw this guy, he was two years old because he's 12 now. It's suggested. Later. Yeah. No 10, no, no 12 year old has a memory of being two. They get in this truck. And of course the kid's like, why can't we just fly? Look at this piece of shit. And he's like, well, you know, we've got to, it'll be fun for us to bond and we can talk and stuff. He's an entitled little rich boy, like right oh, yeah. from the beginning. That mitigates my understanding of his, of his problem <laughs> with bit. his father. Like if he weren't such a little shit. I'd be way more on his side. <laughs> yeah, even Stallone like fucking references that later. Stallone tries to make small talk. He's like, "Oh, one time I got this big beast up to fucking," and he's like, "Hey, yeah." The kid's like, "No, I, you don't need to talk to me. It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like him basically saying, "There's no law that says we have to talk." And then they, he brings up the letters. He's like, "How come I never? If you if you if you were talking to my mom, oh, because there's pictures. There's a bunch of pictures of Mike in the truck. And yeah. He's like, how the fuck do you get all these pictures? He's like, well, your mom sent them to me. And Mike's he like, he prefaces everything with, "May I ask a question, sir? Yes, because that military <laughs> school thing. And I'm really pretentious. And, uh, and he says, like, if you've been talking to my mom, like, why the fuck haven't I gotten a birthday card or a letter or anything? He's like, dude, I wrote you like a hundred times birthdays." All the time. It was a really weird line. And yes, he is just kind of like, I remembered this line, so I am going to say it. You kind of feel like maybe there's just like cue cards, like just out of frame. <laughs> the kid has a fucking note card on his face. <laughs> yeah, so it, th- it didn't even occur to me that he was just in full on cash in a paycheck mode. I was like, what the fuck is wrong? This is Rocky. Bridget. That's it. That's what happened. And <laughs> this this is the first scene where I'm like, this, this is the equivalent of Eric Roberts in Sharktopus. Because <laughs> you know they can act. And they're yeah. just like, so this is the first scene where I'm like, holy shit, we are firmly in the 80s. So Mike <laughs> is like, dude, I'm sick. Can you pull over? And then Sly pulls over. Kid gets out, fucking runs across the highway. This giant trucker jumps out of his truck, fucking chases this little kid across the highway, <laughs> and tackles him. Questions it. And everybody's like, get the fuck out of the road, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and nobody says a goddamn thing about it. No concern about human trafficking. No concern about just general kidnapping. Nope. It's the 80s. It's fine. It's the 80s. Adult chasing a child must be legit. 
And then there's there's kind of there's kind of a decent line here. The kid's like, I hate you. And he's like, then hate me. We have to start somewhere. I'm like, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not a bad line. Yeah. I I actually remember when that when he said that going, that's a good fucking line. Because it's so much stronger than most of what's gone on before in <laughs> yeah. this movie. Yeah, and then we cut to the first appearance of Terry Funk. Grandpa's pissed that his daughter had the audacity. Terry Funk in the background, yes. dead silent. Grandpa's mad because his daughter had the audacity to allow her son to go with his own father, even though she has custody of this kid. <laughs> and Robert Loja is chewing up the scenery like it's made out of graham crackers. Rachel asked me, she's like, is he always a bad guy? I'm like, look at his face. Can he not be a bad guy? Could he? <laughs> Who would cast him as the hero of the story? Come on. This man was made for it. Have you seen him in Lost Highway? No, but I want to see him arm wrestle Bull Hurley. I'm on board for that. Yeah. Actually, I kind of want to see Bull Bull, Bull throw the kid through the wall, too. (laughs) At this point in the story, yes. Well, yeah, and especially right now. They're they're in the car. They're all pissed off at each other because, (laughs) you know, then... Sly's like, hey, you want to get something to eat? We can get a couple steaks. He's like, you know, you're going to be a victim of cholesterol poisoning. Oh, my God. They're just, they're working so hard to make you hate this kid. Stallone's just like, let's just go anyways. The awful (laughs) thing is, like, I wouldn't understand, because Stallone was kind of going through his weird, you know, like, 80s. If if you remember in Cobra... He had he had all these all these things about health food like he was all about health food, but it was weird 80s health food, you know, where like, yeah, hamburger, that's good and healthy for you, you know, like, oh, yeah, shit like that. And that's he was right. like cutting up his pizza with scissors. And I don't know if you remember all the food shit in Cobra. It was vaguely because, you know, I, I had only recently watched it like just a couple of years ago. I when I was a kid, I watched that opening scene in the store all the time. I never really made it past it. <laughs> and never got into <laughs> yeah. the movie. Okay. And then, but then I'm watching, I'm like, what the fuck? What is he doing? What is he yeah, doing? Weird. He, the, hey, the, you, want some, you want some french fries? They're really good for you. In the first scene, he's this not talking badass fucking yeah. guy. And then all of a sudden, he's like. Then he becomes Marion. Yeah, he's Marion. Marion Copretti. <laughs> he's smirking his way through the whole movie. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And I loved it. Yeah. So he's so he's clearly Stallone clearly has this weird health thing in the 80s. But then it goes nowhere because when him and the kid finally connect, the kid's eating the shit with him. The diner shit right right there with him. Because I think the kid just gave up and he's like, fine, like the kids, the kids version of healthy is tuna salad, tuna salad with whole wheat toast, which is barely a nod to health. What about the spring water? with It's mercury laden chicken slathered in mayonnaise. (laughs) Hey, but, you know, low-carb wheat, you know, maybe not low-carb. I mean, the, the, the wheat toast is a nod to health. But that that's so... It's just funny what passed for health food in the 80s. They walk into this fucking truck stop, and Mike has obviously never seen something like this. He's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He's such a snarky little shit, too. He's like, I love going to the zoo. And he says, I never... He's like, what do you think, Mike? And he's like, I never liked the zoo, oh, sir. Oh, I never liked the zoo. Excuse me. Uh, the tuna salad thing. Da, da, da. Again, he's even wor- he's even worse than I'm remembering him. Oh, and then I'm being uh, generous in my memory. The lady behind the counter is like, "Hey, Link," and he and he's obviously like a well liked dude in these places. Yeah. And then she's like, "Hey, couple big steaks," and he's like, "No, we'll have the chicken." And then the kid's like, "No, hold on, a fried chicken dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy, blah blah blah, fifty percent fat and shit." And I'm like, "Shut." Fifteen hundred f- calories. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Yeah. They just get the tuna salad. It's fine. <laughs> So this giant mullet man is what I call him because I don't know what his name is. This oh, guy, Smasher. <laughs> everybody is so fucking over the top. Again, you could not name this movie more perfectly. This guy is dialed up to 11 right off the bat. 
you would think he has a blood feud with Lincoln Hawk. Are you Hawks? Yeah. He's like, what? Who's asking? Because Stallone can't like open his mouth wide enough to like make any noises. <laughs> he just, he just, he just <laughs> sleepy looks back at him. Like, like who's asking? Uh, <laughs> so he, ch- this maybe. dude, this dude challenges Sly to a fucking arm wrestling match. It's like, I got a thousand bucks says I can kick your ass. And the kid is like, are you going to go fight that guy? And he's like, can't talk now, Mike. Time to go to work. Time to go to work. I love it. The face slapping. There, here's the, here's here's my first gay reference. The face slapping thing is the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> all these dudes like smacking each other in the face, getting them all hyped up. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely homoerotic in that <laughs> repressed 80s way. Especially because they're like none of them are wearing like full outfits. They're all like wearing. Clothes. Oh, they're wearing the gayest fucking tank tops that like cut between the nipples to to like showcase the nips. Yeah, the, the their pecs. He has a squeeze ball that he's like squeezing constantly. <laughs> and then it's so mangled too. <laughs> Lincoln Lincoln gets up, go, walks away. Mike grabs the thing. He's kind of freaked out because he's like, oh, my God, my dad's got to fight this dude. And, and then bull walks here comes up behind him. Another instance of the 80s where this Big giant man walks up behind this kid with just, a handlebar mustache. He is the rapiest looking motherfucker <laughs> you've he, ever seen. And he gently puts his hand on the kid's hand and he's like, that your daddy? I'll be your daddy. <laughs> it's so creepy. But no, he's like, he's like, is that your dad? Too bad. <laughs> he looks like that guy. What's his name? Terry something from Slayer. Oh, is uh, it Terry King? Yeah. Yeah. He, Carrie, he, Carrie, King. Carrie King. He looked kind of like Carrie King from Slayer back in the 90s. Only like a hundred pounds oh, bigger. Yeah, like if he got roided up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So we have a fucking arm wrestling match, right? And it looks like Stallone's gonna get beaten because he's like down almost to almost to the to the pad there, and then he fucking like does a little trick with his thumb, which I don't <laughs> think is allowed. <laughs> it's, it's so silly. And then yeah, he wins and everybody cheers, everybody's happy. Ah, ha, ha. The dude shakes his hand, you know, they're 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 cool with it. Then he bumps into Bull on the way, he's like, Let's do it, I feel like kicking some ass. And he's like, dude, let's wait till Vegas and he's like, You ain't got a prayer in Vegas because we're professional wrestlers. <laughs> it is so WWE. Oh my god. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. No. No, not for a second. And then I don't think I just want more of this. That's what I want. Yeah, me too. I don't think Mike knows what hustling is. The dude challenged him to an arm wrestling match and he won. Yeah, you don't hustle somebody who comes up behind you and is like, I got a thousand dollars, says I can kick your ass, brother. Like, the only thing I can think of is that, like, Stallone obviously was not losing. He was doing the thing to, like, kind of trick him into, like, lightening up a little bit so he could, like, slam his arm down. Okay, but, uh, I mean, that's 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 a legitimate tactic in a competition. Like, Like, he was... He, he was playing the smart game. Mike is not happy about this. And then he's like, I'm going to call my mom. And she's like, she's all aboard the slide train. She's like, just give him a chance, you little shit. <laughs> she said it just like that, too, which was weird. You know, you don't expect the dying mom to be yeah. so crass. She's got heart disease or some shit, but she like perked up for one minute when she's when she's talking about the big muscly guy. Where have I seen this woman before? Because she looks a little bit like the gal from Valley Girl, but I know it's not the gal from Valley Girl because she's clearly... Like, older than the gal from Valley Girl. Oh, she's in this movie called Over the Top. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm, I'm serious. I know I've seen her in something before. I just can't think of what. You ever watch Cougar Town? I actually literally just started watching it last oh, week. Oh, she's in one episode in the third season. So. I No, I'm in season one. 
I just figured. I figured I, if Abed loves it so much, I have to see what all the fuss is about. You know, Abed's not real, right? To you, maybe. Oh no, you're doing you're doing the thing. You're turning into Abed. Abed was expressing beliefs I held since before community started. Oh, she's in Dream a Little Dream. Who is she in Dream a Little Dream? Cherry Diamond. Is she a stripper? I have no idea. I've never seen that movie. I I, I just watched Dream a Little Dream like a month ago with my son. I can't remember. But that is probably where I recognize her from. Because like I said, I just watched it a month ago with my son. I just don't remember the character. She must have been an adult. Oh, you know what? Maybe she was... She's in The Lords of Flatbush. I have not watched The Lords of Flatbush in years. But I love... I, I have that movie on Laserdisc. That was one of the first Laserdiscs I ever bought was Lords of Flatbush. Will there really be a morning? How the fuck would I know that? I don't know. That's just a movie she's in. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were quizzing me on existential questions. Oh, well. Not really. I knew you were talking about a movie. I'm doing a character here. Did you notice how deep I was getting into that character? No, I wasn't paying attention at all. I was looking at IMDb. Okay. (laughs) Not going to pretend that didn't hurt, but I'm moving on because I'm a professional. So my kids were, oh, 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 I made the kids watch this with me, by the way. How'd they like it? They watched it. I'm guessing Bonnie was out immediately, (laughs) and Lydia was probably out until... The arm wrestling started. No, they both they both sat and just stared at the fucking TV the whole time. Oh, okay. They barely asked any questions, which was weird. Except this time, I don't know. I feel like that indicates low engagement. Yeah, for them. this scene was the only scene that they really like perked up at the radio thing where they're driving down the road and they're listening click, to this song. Click, and he click, turns click. it off, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, that's a nice song, Mike." And he turns it back on, and then just goes back and forth for a few minutes. And the girls are like, "What the fuck? Why is he being so annoying?" <laughs> <laughs> He's not, I don't think he's turning it off because he doesn't like the song. He's turning it off because he's an anxious weirdo and he's trying to ask his dad a question. But he has to kind of work himself up to yeah. it. Yeah. By being a little asshole. Are you still dealing drugs, sir? And this, this is where I realize I'm like, Jesus Christ. The grandpa's just like saying shit. Like he, obvi- the grandpa obviously knows that none of this shit's true. It's fucking horrible. I don't like the grandpa. He's bad. He's a bad person. No, he's written like a fucking cartoon supervillain, but the problem is, is that they're actually like, that's the thing that like, I could just write it off as that, but there are people who do that. Yeah, I know. And, it's and that's the up. infuriating thing. The grandpa goes and talks to the, talks to the dying mom. He's not mad. He's just disappointed. That's essentially what that boils down to. It's literally the only time in the movie he's a human is when he's talking to her. And I will say this. I I do believe Robert Loggia is a better actor than this movie gives him credit for. Everyone is. (laughs) But so Stallone and yeah, probably the kid too. But yeah, like he actually turns on his humanity in the scene where he's talking with his daughter. And for a moment, he's not a fucking Dr. Evil. Except the second he's done with the conversation, he's like, I want that kid back. Yes. It's just like straight objectification of the grandson immediately. Yep. He's a prop. He's he's the Melissa Lefevre of children. Yes. Yes. Call back to our last episode. <laughs> Except he's he's humanized the whole time, basically I, through the eyes of his dad. Sort well, of. demonized more like. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the kid or are you talking about the grandpa? Because I'm kid. talking about the grandpa. Okay. See, I was talking about the grandpa. Cause like I the I th- I think the grandpa's a prop too. Like he's 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 so cartoonishly evil. Well, yeah, like he's, he's just there's there no to, humanity to him. He's just there to be like no. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he he's a fucking supervillain. Like his whole his whole mission is I have to stop the Hawkman. It's cr- why just because because he doesn't have any other little kids to touch at night. <laughs> Jesus, you had to you had to go and make it dirty. I don't know. He's rich and they're into weird shit. That's true. You never know. Well, but the kid. Well, no, because kids, yeah, when kids are groomed and 
abused consistently, they develop attachments to their abusers. So the fact that the kid wants to go back to his grandpa isn't necessarily an indication that he's not abusing him. There you go. In fact, the fact that once he realizes his grandpa's been lying, he attaches so readily to his dad again could indicate that there really is a, an abusive system going on there, but he's afraid to break out of it. You give me some dark questions about over the top. Thinking way too deep about over the top. <laughs> <laughs> because they certainly weren't thinking that deep when they were making no. the movie. Uh, we're going to pull over and go to sleep. Uh, again, it's the 80s. The windows are down. There's a small child in the car. Nobody gives a shit. He's just going to pull over. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. Kid's like, I don't see a hotel anywhere, sir. Well, I thought we could sleep in the truck. A lot of truckers do it. Like, you have a bed in the back, don't you? Like, you have no, one. No, this is, this is a, this Does is he a not have one janky of old school oh. truck. No bed in the back. Damn it. That's that was I was actually telling Storm about that. I was like, yeah, uh, nowadays all modern trucks have a big like an apartment in the back. That's why if you look at the truck he wins, it's got that huge section behind the the cab. That's where the apartment. Oh is. yeah, I guess it doesn't have the thing. I yeah, it's yeah. probably got bunk beds in there and shit, and you know a little TV and stuff. And then you know before they go to sleep, Stallone goes, hey, if you if your maybe neck even gets, a bathroom. Oh yeah, if your neck gets sore, you can use 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 my shoulders and headrest or whatever. And then they wake up the next morning, and Stallone's like all fucking sleeping on his shoulder. <laughs> it's fucking cute. It's so cute. This isn't a Rocky movie, but we need a training slash bonding montage. Oh yeah, set yeah. to another shitty fucking song. Yes. Uh, Storm perked up a little bit when we were watching. He was like, oh, finally, a montage. There's not nearly enough machismo in this, in I this mean, montage, it's, though. He, yeah, he 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 was kind of hoping for some Rocky action. And no, this movie does not go there. Meet me halfway across. Even though, meet me halfway across the... Nobody, the world meets nobody halfway. Yeah, the whole theme of the movie is the world meets nobody halfway. And then the theme song of the movie is meet me halfway. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And you know what? Every time it plays, it goes, meet me halfway. And then I go, da, da, da. Because of the, I, that's the only part of the song that I like. <laughs> I haven't watched it enough to have that familiarity with the music. Oh, come on, man. You know, my grandpa, this is, you know, those tapes that I'm on, those VHS tapes that he made that I'm always talking about. This is one of them. This was on one of them. Oh, okay. So I watched it a lot. I think, I think I got it as a rental. Probably watched it two times during the rental period which was 24 hours oh fuck yeah i know i remember those days man yeah and uh loved it immediately you gotta watch that shit as many times as you can in that one day span because it's like it's like three dollars a night in 1980s dollars which was like ten dollars a night now and you had to have it back by 6 p.m the next day i don't really miss those days i liked hastings having like if you brought it back the next day you get like credit on your account and stuff i, I like that that was a clever twist yeah. i think i think hastings uh extended their lifetime by doing that unfortunately you know it's just the umpteens were not kind to the video stores they're gonna make a comeback here if 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 shit keeps going the way it's going i believe it i i believe it so Stallone is like a meathead, really, in this, but he's he's like a well-spoken meathead. He's not, like, rocky. He has, like, fucking weights installed in his truck. <laughs> the jankiest-looking weights you've ever seen. And I'm like, that's This not... is the most Home Depot, excuse me, <laughs> Harbor Freight DIY oh, shit. job. yeah. So he's, like, showing Mike how to do it, and he's like, okay, come on, Mike, dude, do the thing. And then Mike, like, reps it a couple times, and then he drops it, he's like, you know, there's more to life than muscles. <laughs> I'm like, just because you're a little bitch doesn't mean fucking anything. <laughs> Stallone is immediately like, oh, here we go. Like, what do you mean, son? <laughs> like, he's trying to be all nice about it. 
And he's like, you're dumb. I don't see any books around. You don't read. Uh, the average adult intelligence is uh, uh, the, the average. Adult oh, he's so age. fucking condescending in this scene. <laughs> he's 15 years old, just two years older than us, three years older than I am. And, you know, for a trucker, it's got to be in the 11 to 13 year range. What a little prick. And then he pulls over and the kid's like, oh, fuck, are you you're going to beat the shit out of me? He's like, you want to give me a break? I really like that line. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not going to fucking hit you. Although he is pissed. Like he he's is like, bad. Yeah, I, I passed I passed aggravated about a mile back. Because <laughs> he's annoying. He's being a little yes, shithead. He is. This is actually a good parenting scene. Yeah. It, it, it is. If there had been more parenting like this in the 80s, our generation would have grown up more well-adjusted. And then here we are. I'm not going to say well-adjusted. I'll say more well-adjusted. Yeah. And so he's like, "You're gonna drive. You're gonna drive the truck since since you think it just doesn't take any intelligence. You think I'm a big dummy. So like, you know, that's the only reason I'm driving the truck. A boy of your intelligence should have no problem." And he's like, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Drive, genius." So he does. They they switch seats, and the kid's just like, "Uh, uh, oh, I know how to do this clutch and do this. And I I got it. How the fuck do I turn it on?" Dipshit. Why don't you turn I could, the key, asshole? <laughs> I could relate really well to this scene because when I was five years old. This is probably another reason I love this movie. When I was five years old, my dad took me out into the field with him. He had to collect hay bales because he uh, he had horses and they grew hay in some fields in my grandma's property. And he ne- but he needed someone to drive the truck while he threw hay bales into the back. So guess who got recruited? Five year old me. <laughs> you, well, yeah, you can't lift those fucking giant hay bales. Stick shift janky old truck like you had to you had to push that fucking clutch to the floor i'm three foot two i'm i'm like on the on the steering wheel pushing with all my might sobbing my eyes out because i'm terrified i'm gonna die right oh god i'm scared for you like just retroactively and he made me drive that fucking truck through that whole field collect like 50 hay bales we did like three trips oh my god this no, is thanks. like, you know, this is like a, this is like a tiny little, you know, like, like quarter ton pickup, right? Like just the tiniest little pickup. You fit like can. three bales in there. So you're just like driving around. Yeah. I think we could probably fit like 10 bales before, like it was just too much for the truck to handle. And then we have to take a trip, take them out, come back. I'm doing this all goddamn day <laughs> crying uncontrollably for like the first two hours. But I, I, I will say uh, in the end, I felt like a badass. Yeah, right. And you get to go, go to school and be like, I drove my car. <laughs> so, yeah, I connected with this scene when I was a kid. Now my kids, I'm like, oh, fuck it. You guys want to drive? They're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they would Your try kids are to. so over whatever manipulation tactics you think will work on them. They Nothing? Yeah, Just pretty much. They're smarter than me and they know yep. it. They're not smarter because I'm older and, you know. They don't have as much accumulated <laughs> intelligence, but they're yeah. way savvier than we were at their age. They're just, their bullshit meter is, like, when it comes from me especially, they're like, no. <laughs> but any stranger on the street could tell them whatever and they'd believe it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> That's not a good standard. <laughs> No, it's real strange. That's a little scary, actually. They have pretty decent bullshit detectors. Oh, good. Well, like, it just kind of depends on who the bullshit's coming from. That's fair. Like, if if one of their friends says anything, they're like, oh, hey, is this true? I'm like, no, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? We're going to go to another diner now, because now we've bonded. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I, I guess we didn't finish talking about how shitty the kid drives, and Stallone's like, you got an interesting style. <laughs> he gets it into, like, second gear 
and then like that's as far as it goes like they get into second gear and suddenly he's like i'm king of the world yep and then stallone's like i'm really impressed and i don't think he was being sarcastic but with his performance here you can't really tell (laughs) that's fair that's fair i think he was actually impressed that the kid could like make it happen so then we get to another diner and we're all we're we're bros now we're we're having fun yeah suddenly it's all high fives and butt slapping and eating cake they're eating cake now like I said, the kid is just, as soon as they connect, he just dives into the shitty diet. He is 12 years old. That That's fair, but like, <laughs> if you're going to have that whole diet thing come up, like, at least have it come back, right? No, no, this isn't that level of a script, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. By the way, Stallone, why did you put your name on this thing? Because he got more money that way. That's Yeah, that's true. He's, he thought nobody was going to see this movie. That's probably <laughs> true. I don't know how well it did at the box I, office. Yeah, it's I probably not great. I, I pretty much guarantee you this is one of those where Stallone was like, you gotta give me writing credit. Oh, 100%. That was like his whole thing, aside from the movies that he actually did write. No, Stallone's a great writer when he actually puts <laughs> yeah. his heart into it, but he, he, definitely, he definitely took some writing credits he did not deserve because he understood how royalties work. Oh, yeah. He's not stupid, even though like everybody thinks he's a smart guy. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's dumb because he has the Bell's palsy thing and he was Rocky. You know, just because he played a dumb character doesn't mean he's stupid. I'm like, you guys know how movies work, right? Who's dumb again? So at this diner, we get the mini version of the Smasher. He looks exactly like him. He's just. (laughs) And he acts exactly (laughs) like him, too. It's fantastic. So Stallone like looks at Mike and he's like, hey, man, you feeling strong? You feeling good? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why? Hang on. I love that this kid immediately has no playfulness in him at all. He's just he's just pure rage. Like he he goes he goes from playing a video game to wanting to kill <laughs> yeah. this kid who he's literally never met before within the space of yes. a sentence. Yeah. Uh Stallone walks up to these kids and goes, "Hey, do you guys do you guys want to like little basically he's like, "You want you want you want to arm wrestle this kid? I bet he could beat any of you guys two out of three times." What do you think? And they're like, this little bitch? And I'm like, fair point, this little bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, you would think he would at least be like, are you fucking kidding me, this kid? Come on. Come and he's on. like, fuck it, I have a dollar, you have ten dollars, ten to one odds, all that shit. I still don't understand how odds work, but that's whatever, fine. No, this kid goes Hulkamania, like, <laughs> right out the gate. It's Yeah, it's not as subtle as I'm making it. It's, I will you know, end you! I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your arm, you little bitch. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Uh, I love it. Again, over the top. So, and Mike way, is like, way over the top. Mike is like, dude, you see that guy? He's twice my size. He's gonna fucking kill me. And Again, I one of those moments where I I can really relate <laughs> as a kid. As a kid, I connected so hard with what a pussy Mike was. Arm wrestling fucking freaks me out. By the way, yeah, because you can you can fuck shit up. Oh my like, god, permanently. Yeah. There's a shot in the movie of a guy breaking his fucking arm, which. I do kind of wonder, like, because Storm asked me, he was like, did we just watch a guy get his arm broken? And I don't know, like, I, because it looks legit, or is did they just find a guy who, like, had some kind of weird joint kind of oh, activity shit. thing you know who could do that and make it look real? I didn't, I didn't look at any of the trivia for this movie. Because I'm a little curious about that. Because, yeah, that looks, it looked like we watched a dude get his arm snapped. So Mike's not into this. He's like, fine, I'll do it. I don't know why I'm doing this because you're my dad and I have to listen to what you say because you're my dad and I just can't fucking... <laughs> so naturally, he gets his ass kicked. Sure. Like, he's going to have a hernia fucking trying to get this kid over. But that's why Hawk said two out of three. Two out of three. And then, of course, he loses. He runs out crying like a little bitch. 
exactly like I would have. Then still, him and Stallone have a nice little moment again. This is the you know the world doesn't meet anybody halfway. You know you're you're a smart kid. You're you're cool and stuff, but you're a spoiled little bitch. And it's true, he is. It's like yes. everything in the world. He's, you've you've been given everything, and fucking, it's time for you to go get a little bit for yourself and shit. Again, the world meets nobody halfway. It's a good good. If decent you want lesson. something, you gotta take it. You gotta take it. You know what you gotta do? You gotta take it in the butt. You gotta go get the fucking get the fuck back in there so we can get that kid's dollar. It it, it, it is sweet though. He like he says to me. He he's like, I don't care if you lose, but lose like a winner. And that's decent advice, just in general. There's a surprising amount of good parenting in this dumb fucking movie. That's something I always tell the girls. Just like you know, win or lose, it gives a shit. Just like don't be an asshole if you lose. Don't be an asshole if you win. It's fine. And there's a difference between like us playing a video game and like one of us wins and we go haha, <laughs> you know, than to like freaking out and crying when you lose yeah. and shit. Don't get your ego tied up in the whole thing, you know, just like have fun with it. Say I as I understand how understand that it doesn't really matter. I freak out at my video games constantly, so I'm just full of shit. But that's just a computer. I feel you. I God s- damn it. If I had if I had a dollar for every time I've screamed profanity at a screen <laughs> after losing at something that literally means nothing. Not a damn thing, right? God, it's such a waste of time and energy. I- I could buy us both all the Vinegar Syndrome titles we're missing. So the, we go back in there. You know, Stallone gave gave the kid the pep talk, and he's like, put the hat on. It's time to go to work. And you get the, <laughs> you get the music, and then he wipes the tears out of his eyes, little Mike does, and then he gets the fucking crazy eyes like his dad got <laughs> at that first arm wrestling match. <laughs> and now it's real WWE content, yeah. combat. And then, and then they throw their elbows on the thing and the kid's like what do you think of that i'm gonna break i'm gonna break your arm wimp what do you think of that and he's like i think your breath stinks and for the longest time i didn't have subtitles i thought he said i think your bread sticks because like he's gonna break his arm (laughs) (laughs) that adds so much to it i just love that he's trash talking but has terrible trash it also it also kind of works the bread sticks thing it's fine yeah yeah like (laughs) there's a logic to it but it's just terrible trash talk but again like Okay, look at the world this kid comes from. I could see him bringing some esoteric nonsense <laughs> like that into the trash talk arena because he's yeah. so not used to it. He's like, breadsticks, motherfucker! <laughs> but yeah, no, he tells him his breath stinks, <laughs> which makes more sense. And he wins. He kicks ass. Of course he does. And they're like, what the fuck? And all this dude's friends are like, dude, will you let that little bitch fucking beat you? <laughs> at this point, his rage makes sense. But up to this yeah. point, it's like, all right. Uh, somebody just wasn't. I'm not telling enough. him to dial it back because I'm enjoying it, but <laughs> it yeah. does seem a little over the top. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's the movie we're watching. And then they go for the they go for the third round, and of course Mike fucking wins. And the dude's like, "How does how did he do that?" And then Mike's like, "Good genetic." <laughs> and then money, please, you know. And now the kids are all mad at their friend. Fork for over your dollar. That's funny. I, I'd take that kid's dollar. Fuck that kid. Oh, yeah. No, take the dollar for sure. Mike's all excited. He's like, we're going to go call mom. Let's go call mom. And he does. And he's telling mom. He's like, this guy was huge and shit. Because Stallone's like, tell him bigger, bigger. He's bigger. <laughs> I Again, I completely relate. This was, this was my dad and my relationship in a lot of ways. Because every time I would go over and see my dad, I, you know, look, growing up with my mom, my mom was very overprotective. To all the right reasons. You know, like she, she worried about me. She loved me. She wanted to make sure I was safe. She wanted to make sure I was protected. But she, she oversheltered me a little bit. And when I would go over and see my dad, my dad would undershelter me drastically and terrify the shit out of me. But every time I would go hang out with him for a week or two, I would come back and feel like a badass. And I would tell my mom all the crazy shit that she would never allow me to do because it made me feel like I was cool. 
So I, I really connected with this story. There's a reason it was like one of my... For how many times I saw it, it was one of my favorite movies. So I, like I said, I saw it like two times in that 24-hour period that I had it. And then like it, it just fucking stuck with me for my whole life. I've watched it maybe two times since, but it's still, it's it's always there in the back of my head. Literally both of those times, probably since we started this podcast, because I watched it with Storm a couple of years ago on YouTube before I picked up that Canon Pictures box set, and then we, I watched it this time. So I've probably watched it four times in my life. It's always been in the back of my head somewhere. If you enjoy a good, bad action movie, this this is this is, this should be on your list. So we're talking on the phone now and, you know, Mike's all happy and she's mom's like, Hey, can I talk to your dad? And you know, they, he hands the phone over to him. He goes outside and you see him in the window. Kind of like, is he like flexing or doing some shit yeah. like in, in the reflection? This is a fucking terrifying scene. Okay. More of grandpa being a fucking psychopath. This dude is a maniac. <laughs> so Stallone's talking to the, talking to the lady he's talking to. And from the window, you see this kid get kidnapped by these random fucking dudes. And who we have not seen before. These are not established characters. These are some, these are some fucking stranger danger motherfuckers. Roll in, grab this kid, hoist him one, one on each arm, get into a pickup truck and bolt out of that parking lot. Just in time for Stallone to hang up, see him and run out after. Yeah. What the fuck? This is nuts. And now, now it's a Stallone action movie for like, yes, we get about 60 seconds of uh, uh, fucking Tango and Cash here. <laughs> he jumps into his truck and he's just all over the fucking road trying to catch these guys. It's Eventually, pure madness. Yeah, and it's awesome. Eventually he does catch up to him because they like crash into a thing and then like, let's get the fuck out of here. He runs the, He runs into this truck that his child is in. He runs it yeah, off runs the road off and the into road. another car in his giant fucking semi. <laughs> It's it's over the top. There's no more perfect title for this movie than over the top. Everything is over the top. Every single scene is over the top in some way. Yeah, so he gets him and he's like, he's like, he's staying with me, you hear? It's like, yeah, he should stay with you. Uh, you haven't done anything crazy yet. I stress, yet. <laughs> well, aside from running crazy. your son's kidnappers off the road. Well... Yeah. understandable i'm not saying it's not understandable if if my if someone kidnapped one of my kids especially like you know when they were younger dude there's nothing that could stop me and then we cut to we cut to grandpa and him talking to like his secretary or whoever that guy is and he doesn't have a good case for uh for custody fucking duh because the mom has yeah. custody and she says go stay with your dad you have no say in this nonsense and the dude's like i went back over cases like uh, for a hundred years and there's no fucking way you are gonna get that you're gonna win this thing he's like isn't there some way you can bend the law? That's what I hire you for. And then this is where the kids, again, this is where I realized he was just some kind of trophy for this dude. It's despicable. He's so cartoonishly evil. And then, you know, Mike Mike and Lincoln are driving down the road again, and Mike decides to get all serious. He's like, you know, can I ask you a question? Why did you leave? And we never really get an answer. No. Still See, like, that's what I thought you were talking about in terms of tropes. Oh. Because nope. <laughs> we never get a straight answer on why he left. Like, no, because I just had my reasons. He's like, that's not an answer. He's like, no shit, Mike, you're right. That's not an answer. And we never get one. Like, just because I made a mistake, it was bad, I know. This is this is one of the, the under-the-top sections of the movie. The non-explanation of why he left. It's like, okay, guys, come on. If you're going to put your name on a script... At least finish like, writing it. At least we could have gotten that, right? Like, that seems like one of the pivotal moments of the movie, and we're just ignoring it. Yep, because we got to get to the sadder stuff. That conversation has to happen in order for this relationship to be reconciled. Nope. 
No, but it happens way after the movie. Just like Bull's second loss in for disqualification, we never get it. Yeah, I always think about that kind of stuff. Because, like, if it's a double loss, double elimination tournament... Do, he should have had to beat him twice. Do the eliminations go away? Like, when you get to that final round, do they no longer count? Well, if that's the case, they should have fucking mentioned it. Because they harp on that double elimination yeah. thing over and over and over again. But Bull never loses a match. And hasn't for five years or something, we're led to believe. You could have had him, like, lose to the Canadian guy. The Canadian guy I could have bought beating him in one round. Yeah, me too. I thought that. And I th- I thought I remembered that happening, but I'm thinking of Mighty Ducks. I was looking for it. I was watching for when Bull was going to get his first elimination. Because I'm like, he doesn't beat him twice. Nope, because the same thing happens in a... In D2, the second Mighty Ducks movie, except you actually hear that Iceland loses once. Oh, okay. So so it was a double elimination. It's been years. I haven't watched D2 since the 90s. So we get to the hospital, and the whole the whole thing it was like over the course of the three days they were supposed to bond while they were driving to the hospital to be there for Mike's mother's surgery. They're a little late. She's dead. Yeah, she died that afternoon. That's a bummer. That's that's rough. Honestly, this is this is where I was really looking at Stone like fucking for real dude like where's the acting (laughs) that's what you were doing okay fair enough i'm watching this scene i'm like this kid is turning in a better performance than rocky because rocky is getting paid 10 million dollars to just stand there (laughs) to not give a shit and lend his face to the at to the marketing apparently the highest paid uh actor of all time at that point really That, that that's the biggest salary an actor's ever taken i think at that at that yeah. point it was fifteen million. Wow, 10, or, 10 to twelve. Oh, sorry, twelve yeah. million. Yeah, I guess because because when uh, a few years later when Jim Carrey commanded fifteen for what was it the Riddler? It might have been the Mask. Yeah, like like that was record breaking stuff too. It's weird to think of big stars making only fifteen million, and then it's no wonder that Canon fucking tanked a few years later because they were pulling this. <laughs> this kind of was shit. the movie that they were oh throwing God. all their eggs in the basket of. Like they they just thought, ooh, bankable star. This is fucking Rocky. This is Rambo. We're gonna we're gonna make millions on this one. And I'm kind of surprised they. Well, yeah, if they went too high, and they did, they made like three million. Yeah, I'm sure they made millions <laughs> off it, but yeah. Like the audiences, you the the reason those movies keep doing well is because word of mouth spreads, especially back then. You know, the word of mouth on over the top, I can't imagine was great. No, it's the best movie Stallone has ever done, except among weirdos like you and me. Yep. Who back then were even more on the fringe of society. <laughs> who were like, no, no, trust me, this one's worth a watch. <laughs> I also you're gonna shit your pants laughing yep. at this family drama i watched it when i was five so this is probably the coolest <laughs> fucking thing in the world to me so mike is pissed he's mad he's very mad he's like you made me just mess around and arm wrestle and we're just playing around and if we weren't fucking around so much i could have gotten here in time to see her oh yeah he's he's rightfully mad yeah that's a heavy man when you realize you're never gonna see your mom again that's that's a heavy and then there's a funeral and it's sad stallone shows up for like three seconds just just enough to walk away and it's like all right you know mike justifiably pissed about that one yep i'm here hi and then after the funeral stallone come over give that son a hug like no nope, could, nothing you, you couldn't have done that stallone is gonna go ahead and pose for a levi's commercial what you know what shot i'm talking about this the one where it's like the sun is setting and he's on the back of his truck in oh his boots yeah. and the oh, jeans. And that truck, I don't know if you noticed, but the back wheels, it's got that 
double set of back wheels and the furthest back one is off the fucking edge oh god is it yes it's like dangling down so now mike is back with grandpa stallone is gonna go he's gonna go visit him he he goes he goes up to the gate and he's like hey i'm, I'm here i need to see he's asked for the grandpa at first and the dude's like you're not wanted here get the fuck out he's like i want to see my boy Three minutes into this movie, Storm starts cracking up next to me. (laughs) And I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, I just remembered this is the movie where Stallone drives a semi through a guy's house. No, through a mansion. Yes. And that happens right now. They're like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, sure. And, you know, the natural response is to instead of coming back later and figuring it out like a smart person we need stallone to be an action guy yeah and drive he, he his fucking semi through the gate and then into the front <laughs> through the front door of this giant house through the gate through the statues oh, in the over yard the fucking fountain crushing the fountain <laughs> right through the front door i mean we're talking we're talking a hundred thousand yeah in damage if it's a dollar but he's the hero so it's cool <laughs> This is so ridiculous. I know that that was that was the motivation. Like that was the thing. Even Stallone's probably like, really? Are you? I, are, this he, is the best solution for this character. Come on, guys. He's like, yeah, you're the hero. It's fine. But then Stallone's like, you know what? It's gonna be awesome. Ten million dollars. I don't give a shit. It's like, all right, you, you sign the check. You're not getting it back. <laughs> he gets arrested, obviously, as you would, <laughs> because you don't justifiably do that. so. I'm on. I'm on the police's side in this one, which is a rare thing for me. (laughs) Don't drive your fucking car into people's houses like that. Grandpa's like, what the fuck? Do you think you're going to get away with this shit now that you fucking damaged my house and shit? Like, what the hell? Michael's not coming with you. (laughs) So, yeah, so he ends up in jail. This is the secretary guy. I don't know who the fuck that other guy was. The the actual lawyer, lawyer. probably. This is the secretary. He says he's the secretary. Oh. Oh, The, The guy from before must have been the lawyer. Maybe they fucking... Didn't have him for. Uh, all right, I I was mistaken. And he says, "Oh, hey, if you if you leave the state, we'll give you some money, and you'll sign over the fucking rights to Michael, and we don't want to see your ass anymore. We won't press charges and shit. We won't give you money yet. That comes later, but we won't press charges. So get the fuck out of here." And then he brings in Mike to help him make a decision. And Mike's like, "You know what, dude? I'm gonna stay with Grandpa because if I go with you, where will we end up? Like, what will we do?" And then Stallone says, "You know, together is all I can guarantee." I'm like, "Ooh, bummer. You don't have a house, do you?" Mike's like, "Dude." I'm used to caviar for lunch. You're not ready for the budget that I'm going to incur. In fairness, the kid does need does need a stable place to stay so we can go, go to school and shit. And there's no way that this dude has a house. That's fair. It's I just wish he wasn't moving in with a a Bond villain. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean the guy who like produces a bunch of Rambo movies? Bond villain. That's 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 the dude's actual last name. Bond villain. No, Bond villain with no with no Bond B. villain. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget that? Oh, my God. That's fantastic. So Mike says, fuck off. I'm staying with Grandpa. And then the dude's like, should we draw up the paperwork? He's like, yeah, sure. It's all sad. Oh, and also (laughs) when he's talking to Mike, Stallone keeps on going, there's something inside of me that I want to give to you. It's inside of me, and I want to put it in you. (laughs) And it's like, that could have been worded better. Yeah. For us pervy people. (laughs) Oh, my God. Remember, the average male maturity level is 15 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeesh. Yeah, exactly. We've established that in this movie already. Come the fuck on. (sighs) So he signs over his parental rights. It's okay. Whatever. 
Uh, it puts everybody in a weird position for the end of the movie, which we'll get to. Which we never address. Never. There's never, there's never a, a legal battle or anything like that that we have to watch unfold. There's a little uh, There's a little montage here, but Mike finds the fucking letters. Oh my god, I fucking hate this trope so much. He finds the letters. Why were they saving the letters if they didn't want him to have them the letters? Have them the letters? Why the were letters they... were opened, by the way. They had been read. Okay. By the mother. Yes. By somebody. But. Well, it was is the mother. He finds him in her fucking purse with the letters to her. Yeah, but I still think she would have given them to him. I would like to think that, but why the fuck were all the letters together? He was getting responses from the mom, clearly. So it's not like Grandpa was stealing her letters, too. Mom just wasn't showing him the letters, which I, I would understand if he was writing some crazy shit, but it looked pretty normal, pretty benign. Well, what's her fucking problem then? I'm like very... my mom, my mom kept some letters from me that my dad wrote me, but he was writing like, "I really believe this is the year that the world will end by the Lord." <laughs> okay, yeah, like that's... okay, I understand why you kept that from me, mom. That was maybe a tad much to lay on a six-year-old. I think that was just a poor, a poor set design choice. The letters were together. That's the problem here. That it was a poor writing choice, is what it was. The letters were together. So yeah, if he had found the letters completely separate, independent of the mother's letters, then yes, we could argue Grandpa was the one keeping the letters from him. But they were with the letters from his or to his mother that the mother was clearly getting. See, it's even the trope is even worse when it's not even done right. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. No, this is this is terrible writing. Anyways, fuck it. He finds the letters. Fuck. Sh- finds fuck. the letters. Okay. Let's, let's just forget about the goddamn letters because it's just gonna piss me off. And then he's 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 just like pissing his pants with happiness as he reads them. Uh, Sly. Then he makes it to Vegas. He sells his truck. He uses the seven thousand dollars that he got for his truck to bet on himself at twenty to one odds. And the people at the people at so the that's voting, a cool hundo yeah. fifty if he wins. People at the at the thing are just like, ooh. Uh, you're, uh, that's gambling. That, that's gambling. Yeah. <laughs> On top of the hundred that he will win if he wins the competition, plus the truck. So he's walking out. He's going to walk away from this with the truck and a quarter mill, which was basically a mill in 1980s. Uh, no, he's not. Because taxes. Well, that's true. He's got to pay taxes on the truck and the money he wins from both the the, the gambling and the contest. So. But not if he doesn't report it. Well, I don't think he has much of a choice if he wins on that public of a scale, you know? <laughs> you never know, man. A lot of people went down in the 90s for tax evasion in the 80s. Well, that is true. Looking at you, MC Hammer. Yeah, that dude was fucking terrible with money, so <laughs> some things not even the Lord can help Where's you Wesley with. Snipes at? Not being the bad guy in Expendables 3 for some fucking reason? That made me mad. I'm like, I love Mel Gibson as a bad guy, but come on. Oh, well, all right, if he... If, if if it was opposite Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson is the better bad guy. Well, yeah, but it's still Wesley Snipes. It's John Smartin. John Smartin. John, John Spartan. Spartan versus fucking. That's true. We sh- we should have had we should have had Snipes versus Stallone again. Stallone, give it up, man. Just stop. Maybe stop. Maybe just stop. <laughs> I don't know. I'm reserving judgment until I see four, but I'm not optimistic. Don't you fucking dare make Rocky Seven. I will bitch slap you. Do not do it. I will drive to Hollywood. <laughs> I will buy a map to the stars. I will shit on your glass table. So also, uh, Mike sneaks out of the house. I think he's going to go to Vegas. He steals like the shittiest car in the fucking garage, which is probably a smart decision. Yeah. Yeah. And drives it to the airport. It's like a Jeep Cherokee or something. 
So the competition starts, okay? So this is one of the one of the pieces of trivia here. Check it out. A real-life over-the-top arm wrestling tournament was created once the movie was approved for production. Organizers worked closely with producers at Canon Films and hosting the tournament while the film was being made. The contest was described as the biggest event in arm wrestling history, beginning with the first qualifier in Beverly Hills in August 1985, and the competition lasted a year throughout North America and included qualifying events in Europe, Israel, and Japan. Jesus. The finale took place on July 26, 1986, with an 18-hour marathon tournament at the Las Vegas Hilton. Jesus. The movie featured many real-life arm wrestlers and footage from the Vegas finals. The only exceptions were the scenes that featured Sylvester Stallone, whose matches were filmed the day after the real finals. The same location was used, and the extras who made up the audience in those scenes were the same fans who had filled the venue the day before, so you probably did see that guy get his arm broken. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. I that is legitimately cool. I did not know that. Yeah, that's kind of rad. Uh, I'm I'm into it. I'm I, I would yeah. totally go to a, to an arm wrestling competition. I would watch that. Also, Bull Hurley. His name is Rick Zumwalt. He was actually the studio's third choice for this character. Who were the first two? They originally wanted arm wrestling champion Cleve Dean, but he was so massive compared to Stallone that it wouldn't wouldn't have looked believable as opposed to the dude they got. I was going to say, he must have been gargantuan yeah. because it's already pretty unbelievable. So, they went with professional wrestler Ox Baker, who looks a lot like fucking, uh, who's the satanic, who's the satanic church guy? Uh, Anton LaVey. Here, check him out. Oh, really? <laughs> Except Anton LaVey's like skinny as shit. Like if Anton LaVey was on steroids. Wow, he really does. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll have to try to remember to post a picture that of that is guy. crazy. <laughs> you got to post it with a picture of Anton LaVey yes. for people who oh, don't man. know. That is nuts. <laughs> but Baker didn't pan out, apparently. The wrestler <laughs> the wrestler didn't pan out. So they, so. What a look on that guy, though. <laughs> Jesus, that would have been fantastic. I'm glad they went with the dude they went with. I don't know yeah, anything no, about Ox great. Baker, but that's really funny. He's great, but that guy's got an amazing look to him. Here's one about the script, a tr- piece of trivia about the script. I didn't read it yet, so we're going to be surprised together. David Engelbach was appalled at the changes made to his script. He recalled having tears in his eyes when he saw the film. Uh, he remarked that his original draft wasn't nearly as dumb as the final film and that it was more about truck driving and arm wrestling than it should have been. What was more about <laughs> what? truck driving and arm wrestling? What? That doesn't even make any sense. That was worded really weird. So he wrote a movie that was less about truck driving and arm wrestling? Apparently. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess if you wrote like a really heartfelt father and son drama, like I, I could see them changing it to more of an action movie, but I mean, and this movie is dumb as shit. So I, yeah. All right. I could understand like if the guy, you know, if he, if he didn't want his script turned into an ironic, <laughs> you know, like an ironic masterpiece, I could understand how you would be upset about that. So Stallone really did rewrite this into a piece of shit. Yep. Apparently. Okay. All right. Well, I stand corrected because this is a piece of shit in the best <laughs> way possible. I, I don't mean that to discourage anybody. If you're if you're feeling inclined to watch this at all, fucking watch it. Don Johnson was the second choice for Lincoln Hawk. That would have been a completely different movie. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don Johnson's great. I, I love Don Johnson, uh. but oh, my God, that would be a different movie. Also, that fucking pinball machine. I forgot to mention the pinball machine that they did the the, the kid yeah. arm wrestling tournament. That's not time. allowed. Their hands would their their elbows would have smashed right through that fucking thing, wouldn't they? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's just plate glass on top. Well, maybe it was tempered. I don't know. I would I would have worried about it though. I actually kind of wondered, like, I wonder if they like broke that thing during the course of filming and had to replace the top glass. Oh, hey, 
In the montage of arm wrestling, towards the end, one competitor goes so hard that his elbow breaks. This was Michael Bokui, Bokui something, a German national champion in L.A. for a wrestling tournament during the shooting of the film. The break was very real and totally unplanned. <laughs> now you know for sure, people. Yuck. That's good cinema, though. Ooh, that's a good... Oh, and I, I turn it away. It looks so real. I turn away every time because I every it time is, that apparently. happens. Like, Ooh. since the 80s. I, I've wondered, like, was that real? Yeah, it looks horrible. It yeah. looks painful. My note about the competition starting says, The competition starts and there's so much testosterone flying at me from the screen, I had to wear a plastic bag. <laughs> and apparently all the testosterone was real because these guys were all real arm wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because there's like that, that gingery looking dude with the glasses and the beard. He looks like a fucking math teacher <laughs> with the hugest right. arms ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just ripped this ripped dork. <laughs> and the tournament song is dumb, but at least it has some fucking energy. Not like, and it was originally sang by the dude from Asia, apparently. But then they said his voice didn't sound mean enough. So they made Sammy Hagar do it instead. Uh, so Mike, Mike makes it to the airport because he's going to, he's going to fly to Vegas, right? And, and then he steals his grandfather's private jet. Apparently nobody is monitoring this kid and the private jet will just do whatever anybody who walks onto it tells them to. He's a rich boy. <laughs> But does he steal the private jet or does yeah. he? Well, he shows up in the private jet and he gets off the plane and then he has to dodge. And, you know, he's on the runway. He has to dodge into yeah. a into a airport baggage cart to hide from the cops who are there to pick him up. Or maybe it's his grandpa's security. I don't remember. Airport security in the 80s was kind of lax. Oh, yeah. No, you could <laughs> you could walk right onto the plane. Nobody cared. You, you didn't even have to have a ticket. You just walk onto the plane. They check your ticket once you're on and in your seat. But if you if you if you walked onto a plane and were just like, no, I just got to talk to him back there. He's he, it's my husband or whatever. They would just let you do it. Yeah, that 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 sitcom thing where kids accidentally get on planes. That can that can't happen now. No, no, security's way tighter now. You yeah. couldn't make Home Alone two lost in New York. It would be very clear that your other child was not there. Yeah, it would. Also. It would be too cartoonishly unbelievable. At the time, the way airport security was, it was actually believable. After this big montage of these men and women arm wrestling each other. Yes, there is a women's competition. Half the po the prize money. It's literally just people standing there holding hands. <laughs> Eight of them make it to the finals, and then they do these little interview segments, and they're kind of adorable. A lot because these dudes are, a lot of them are actual arm wrestlers and actual jockey guys that aren't actors. Was the FUBAR guy actually a, an arm wrestler? So now that that's who that's who Stallone has to go up against. The FUBAR guy. He's got a cigar in his in his mouth, and then which they, he is lit, and he fucking eats it. It's so gross. It's a great intimidation move. I'll say that. But then he's like, my thumb, <laughs> my thumb, get him off my thumb. <laughs> And then the ref is like, your thumb's fine, bitch. This doesn't go well from the very beginning of this, this match. Stallone loses because, fuck, that's what happens. Double elimination, though. They had to have the Rocky loses the fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. In order to have the win matter. The problem is they didn't have Bull lose a fight. God damn it. It's a double elimination. Bull is still the champion. I'm going to go with the theory that all the, all the losses are erased for the final match. And the final match is a one and done. So Terry Funk... He has a name. I don't fucking know it. Cruder or something. He comes up to Lincoln after after the match is done, and he's getting a massage and stuff. And oh yeah, he like he like pulls something. Terry Funk comes up to him and says, "Hey, Mister Cutler wants to see you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure," because he's asleep at this point. He goes up to the 
Robert Loge's suite because he just fucking got there and he's already got a suite on the top floor and shit. So he's trying to convince him. I don't. This scene doesn't even make any goddamn sense. He already signed over the fucking the kid. I think it's because he knows that. All right, I'm actually going to apply logic to okay. this. I think it's because he knows that if Stallone decides to turn around and fight him on this, he has no legal standing. Even though he already signed the paperwork. Yeah, like he could, like he he could basically he wouldn't have a problem coming in and saying, "Well, I was under duress at the time." You well, know, they oh, basically that's true. Yeah. forced me to sign this paperwork, and his mother wanted him to be with me. You know, like there's a lot of legal standing for him. So what he wants to do is he wants him to fuck off. <laughs> well, thank you. That actually makes more sense. You're right. So there actually is little logic to this. Okay. Scene. So it's not just a redundant scene. It kind of is, but it's but it's not as redundant as I was thinking yeah. yes okay but again robert loja just being a cartoon supervillain, he's like all right you got you i give you a half a million dollars that's the best truck money can buy take him and get out of here get the fuck out of here the kid's no longer your meal ticket you can leave how fucking crass is this dude like is clearly that's how he sees his grandson yeah it's it's implied heavily that the reason stallone left in the first place was because the grandpa was fucking messing shit up he says to him you ran out he's like you drove us apart yeah that's the best explanation we get is just you drove us apart as stallone goes to leave terry funk steps in his way and goes hey mr cutler is talking to you he's like i'm done talking he's like no you fucking turn around you listen to what he has to say and then nope stallone punches him and then pushes him through these fucking doors oh my god totally appropriate level of escalation oh absolutely hurls him through these penthouse suite doors again stallone wasn't exactly known for subtlety at this point no he wasn't that shit sailed hard when rocky 4 came out i'm i guarantee that is the fucking <laughs> that was like the turning point and they're just like fuck it let's just do it yeah i mean this is actually kind of dialed down compared to rocky 4 i mean rocky 4 is a bad movie but oh yeah it's a way better bad movie than this and it has one of the best fucking fight scenes ever. Yes, it does. And the awesome training montages. Just, that's that's what this movie's really lacking is some good training montages. Yeah, yeah the, the arm wrestling montage, like how the fuck do they make arm wrestling look exciting? They did an okay job at that. I was into the arm wrestling, but yeah, we where was our training montage? We got one we got, for we got, three seconds. <laughs> yeah, we got 12 seconds, 15 minutes into the movie, and then that's it. So now we're back. We're back at the tournament, right? It's double elimination, so now Stallone has to go up against Grizzly one more time. And he's still concerned about his fucking thumb. <laughs> and there's nothing. There's no slow-mo here. There's nothing. Stallone just turns his hat around because that's what he does. And then he just takes this dude and he, it like takes a second. He slams his fucking arm down like 20 times. It's pretty yeah, awesome. Like, he is bam. not having it this time. It's awesome. That was a good moment. I like that one. Yeah. He's just like, fuck it. I'm, I quit. I'm just alone triumphant. And now we're down to the final finally four. acting. Now we're down to the final four. Mike has finally made it into the actual building. He's trying to get his dad's attention. And he wipes the floor with this dude, too. It's it's that other guy whose name I can't remember, but he's the the fire plug guy. Yeah. Oh, this one is. <laughs> this ain't shit. He's, he's just like, ready? Go. Boom. Whoa. <laughs> Over. And he's like, what the fuck? I wasn't ready. So, yeah, no, he's, he's in the last match now. It's it's the actual finals. But, you know, Mike comes up to him and is like, hey, Dad. And he's like, hey, kid, I don't think I'm going to be able to beat this guy. And he's like, hey, man up, pussy. That's what he says to his dad. <laughs> he, he, he takes him to task so hard. He's like, what the fuck, man? You were telling me. Were you, were you not listening to your own shit? Come on. 
yeah, the world meets nobody halfway. If you want it, you got to take it, which, again, good advice. No, it's it, it's a good little scene. You know, the kid turns it around on his dad. It's great. And then Mike also says, you know, I decided I want to stay with you, Dad. I love you. He's like, I love you, too. I'm going to go win this match for, for us so we could have, like, a life together on the road, though, because I can't be tied down, kid or not. I'm going to homeschool you in the cab of the truck. <laughs> I guess we can get some books. Like, Dad, you don't even know how to read. That kid's going to have a really awkward high school experience. What Lincoln Hawk needs to do, Hawks, Hawk, whatever, what he needs to do is get a wife, and that way the kid can stay at home with the wife, and then he can go do his trucky truck thing. I think that uh, that diner waitress from the first truck stop would probably uh, be willing to apply for the job. Maybe one of those arm wrestling chicks. Some of them are pretty hot. 1980s hot, you know. Well. 1980s arm wrestler hot, which is a very specific brand of it, but still, no Brigitte Nielsen's in there. So, you know, the motivational speech, and it's time for the fucking final match. Bull Hurley, this giant motherfucker, because also, huge. Stallone is like 5'6", so whatever. Yeah, this this guy's got to be 6'3". Yeah, for real, though, not like... And not like, like 400 pounds. Not like Rocky's version of 6'1", where it's just Stallone and heels. <laughs> yeah. This dude's huge in every way. It makes the match a little implausible, I'm going to say. Well, also, I'm like, does it work this way? Like, is the 190-pound guy going to actually go up against the 300-pound guy? I mean, they basically invented arm wrestling competitions for this, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I assume there were for more the arm prior wrestling to championship, this. you know, whatever they... So, but like, so who knows? In real life, would would they let the 200-pounder go up against the 300-pounder? It's not professional wrestling. It's real. It's not UFC 1 <laughs> where Hoist Gracie just beat the shit out of every fat guy that came along. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I've, who knows? Do they have weight classes in arm wrestling? Maybe. I, I feel I like know. they should if they don't. You'd think so, but I don't know. Anyways, the match starts. We're going, and he's like, oh, oh, we forgot to mention the shitting thing. The shit. The shit instead of fuck. Oh, that's prior, right. Prior to the final match, we get another little set of interviews with Bull and Lincoln, and Lincoln's, oh, he's all being Stallone. And he's like, I, I just go win this truck. I go right? win this truck. I need it. Turn my hat around. I actually like need it more than the money. I need the truck. The truck is pretty essential. My ass is in the wind on this one. <laughs> And then, and then Burl, Burl, Milton Burl pops up. <laughs> Strange cameo for this movie. <laughs> and Bull, Bull pops up and goes, goes, he has no business being on this table. I'm going to, I'm going to, what does he say? No, no shit in business being on the same That's table. Right, with no me. shit in business. <laughs> Which brings me to the next thing that I swear to fucking God is on the thing that my grandfather taped off of Showtime or HBO or whatever. I swear he said, I'm going to tear off your shitting arm. But it's not in there. No, in this one he says, I'm going to break his arm. There was something more to it than that. I'm going to break your arm and shove it up your ass. Let your kid shake it. That would have been a tad much for a PG movie. But there was more to it. So Stallone is getting like really intimidated. The dude's like, come on, Hawks. And then he's like grabbing his hand and he's like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away. I'm like, well, you look like a pussy. Stop doing that. And then his, his kid's on the side of the ring. Don't let him psych you out, Dad. Don't let him psych you out. And then he's like nodding. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, kid. You're right, kid. And then he gets in there and then they go at it for a minute. And then for some reason, he lets go again. I think the idea is his hand slipped. You know, like like his hand was like getting further and further down and then it just broke free. And then the strap on. I mean, the strap has to be put on. Which is legit, by the way. I did see, I looked up a, uh, a couple YouTube videos and there, there's a couple dudes with like straps on their hands to keep them together. Okay. Which is the, the logical progression here. 
Sure. You know, they, they, oh no, you gotta, you've you've got to bring it yeah. to the like. This has to be the ultimate match. Yeah, they have to be locked in. Yes. They cannot. Yeah, it's a little fucked up though. Like when they first get their hands together, he, he co- immediately he punches him in the face. Just <laughs> punches him in the face. Is like, okay, that's not a rule violation. Come on. Well, the ref is like, hey. Stop it. Apparently, arm wrestling competitions were the wild goddamn West. <laughs> or I guess like, I should say the wild shit in West. He does say something. He's like, what are you going to do such and such to me? But I don't remember what he was talking about. And then this dude, he keeps like, he keeps like evil eye in the camera like, come on. <laughs> it's so pro wrestling. <laughs> They're finally going to go at it for real this time. Eventually, it does the slow-mo thing. So also something that I forgot to mention, Lincoln has this trick that he uses where he's got the guy's hand and then he like slowly like moves his fingertips over the thumb the other guy's thumb the other the other guy's thumb and that kind of gives him like the upper hand and then there's no real explanation for it i okay we we just sort of accept when i was a kid and i used to arm wrestle people i watched this movie a ton so i did that and they're like you can't do that you're not allowed to do that is that allowed i don't know (laughs) again apparently these competitions were the wild west well yeah it just seems yeah. They're punching people in the faces. <laughs> They're drinking Valvoline motor oil. Oh, God. We forgot that part. The fucking... God. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and this movie's the first time I ever saw anybody take Alka-Seltzer. By the way, I don't think Alka-Seltzer will do it if you drink a can of Valvoline. <laughs> I think you're going to die. I also think Alka-Seltzer was definitely a sponsor here. Because oh, there's 100%. like a dude wearing a shirt and yeah. shit, too. And Brute, Brute Cologne. Or Cologne, Aftershave, whatever. Oh, yeah. Brute definitely paid a pretty penny to get their name plastered on the side of that truck. And then Rachel and I had a had a debate. She's like, oh, is that that the the, the champagne? I'm like, what? Then I looked at it. That's what Storm thought, too. Yeah. He was like, it looks like it's beer. Well, then I looked at the bottle. I'm like, huh, is it fucking is that the champagne? And I've just been thinking it wrong my whole no, life. So I looked it's it up. Aftershave. Yeah. And I looked it up and sure enough, Brute champagne. It exists. It's a thing. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Then I then I looked up the aftershave, and then I'm like, oh, well, it could be this because that bottle looks like a fucking champagne bottle. And then she then it says Fabergé, Brut, whatever on it. So I looked that up, and it, that was the clone. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm not fucking nuts. I haven't been watching this movie wrong. I, I actually for 30 used years. Brut uh, pretty regularly when in my teenage years in the '90s. That was my my aftershave of choice. It's all Brut. about it's all about the old spice for me, son. Okay, all right. Well, you know, there are two schools of thought. My <laughs> grandfather was an Old Spice man. Anyways, sidetrack. Lincoln Hawk wins the fucking thing in that epic. That's what he does. Is anybody surprised at this point? No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pretty much knew Stallone was going to win that competition. Oh, I thought you meant about the... <laughs> that too. We knew he was going to have to be like... With the sideways <laughs> mouth and everything. <laughs> so he wins. Even Bull, though, we get a you're all right, LaRusso like moment. He raises bit, yeah. he raises his hand, kind of points to him. There's way more sportsmanship in the in the 80s than there is in more modern sports movies. Not not all. I'm I'm not referring <laughs> to the Rocky or the Creed movies specifically, but you you know, like you see a little more poor sportsmanship nowadays. Yeah, I know. And in, in all the Rocky movies and all the Creed movies, at least they become friends at the end, or at least like frenemies. Like, yeah, like even, even him and even uh, uh, Adonis and Drago. Yeah. Like, they're working together in, in Creed 3. Anyways, so yay, he won, and he gets, you know, he him and, his, him and Mike, they hug each other, and he gets the strap-on taken off. And then without further discussion, they're in the parking lot of the building. It must be, well, I, I, I assume he's staying at the hotel, because it's a Hilton. Of course. So it must and be. And he's the champion, yeah. so they're going to comp his room. Yeah, and it must be at least a day or two. 
Yeah, it could be a couple of days, but the point is they haven't left that building and now he's got full custody of his son. Presumably. <laughs> like he owns the truck now, so he's obviously filled out some level of paperwork. He's got a he's got a gym bag that is probably full of cash. <laughs> yes. Remember, he won a hundred and fifty thousand. And he gets twelve dollars of it because taxes. <laughs> Because he has to pay taxes. Remember, taxes on the winnings, taxes on the on the truck. That's not how taxes work. What the twelve dollar thing? Everybody acts like that's how taxes work, but taxes they go in like you know, like there's there's a bracket for taxes and stuff. Yes, but I mean something like that. I imagine they'd say that's like, sort of like a flat fee, but it's yeah. but it's just like you just you just take that off the top. So uh, yeah, that, that that's probably why they offer cash anyways and the truck, so you can pay the taxes out of the cash. Yeah, and then yeah, that's why they offered cash on like on like kids game shows, but it's not a whole lot of cash. They just did yeah, it so you could pay the taxes on yeah, the prizes. Yeah, probably and enough shit. to pay the taxes on the prizes. Which I'm, I'm, and I never thought about it when I was a kid, obviously, because I'm a kid and I'm fucking like, oh, win money. Yeah. They drive off into the sunset listening to a shitty fucking song again. There's a lot of shitty music. Oh my in this god, movie. the 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 Sammy Hagar one. I'm I'm into that. That's fine. Uh, it's okay. This is I'm, the. I'm not into it, but it's okay. Well, I'm into it at, for it'll, a montage. It'll song. do for the montage. There's a couple montage songs that I will actually listen to without the movie playing. You're the best. Not a very good song. Agreed. I've listened to it since we had our last Perfect. discussion about it, and yeah, it's it's not great. Perfect for that scene. Thunder in your heart is Th- a fucking thunder in your banger. heart. That and uh, break the ice. Yep. Fucking two of the best '80s movie songs ever from it, the movie Rad. If you're just a new listener, yes. uh, go back and listen to our Rad episode. Uh, Hearts on Fire. That yep. one. That one still fucking rules. I yep. can't. I can't even with that. You know what else I've been listening the to? The Rocky a lot? movies are pretty solid across the board. The fight music from rocky four the score is legit it's real good yeah i mean the rocky movies all have a, a really solid score it's like kind of a little more electronic-y it's interesting yeah and it's epic as fuck and now i want to watch rocky four fuck <laughs> you always want to watch rocky four at all, all that needs to be done is for you to be reminded that rocky four exists <laughs> and you want to watch rocky four it's my favorite it's so fun anyways this movie's over final thoughts <laughs> my final thoughts this is where you should insert the audio from the SNL clip when Stallone did Saturday Night Live in the 90s. And he did a sketch with Norm MacDonald where he, Norm MacDonald's character had been in a car accident and Stallone appears at the car accident and is comforting him as he dies. Come on, that's enough. I'm trying to help you. Let me ask you something. Hmm? What were you thinking when you made over the top? What? Over the top? I mean, you had to arm wrestle a guy for the custody of your son, for God's sake. Let's save your energy. I mean, did you actually get that script and go around telling people, hey, this is a good one? Oh, come on, just drop it, please. No, no, you're right, you know. It was an excellent movie, now that I think about it. After all, you know, it does combine the emotional drama of a, of a custody child hearing with... Uh, Yeah, that pretty much sums up my feelings on this movie. This movie is dumb as hell, but I love it. Believe it or not, yes. It's a it's a fucking masterpiece, a masterpiece of shit. Yes, (laughs) in the best way possible. Again, I've probably been watching this movie for the last thirty fucking years. This is a fantastic movie. If you feel even the slightest inclination, you need to go watch it right away. And. It's total garbage. It's so dumb. It is Stallone at his laziest. This, this and it's m- funny as shit to this watch. This might him. be the worst Stallone movie, which is <laughs> saying something. Because he also did Rhinestone. 
No, I'm kidding. I haven't seen Rhinestone. I haven't seen I Rhinestone know. either, but you know what I want to watch? Rhinestone. Rhinestone. Because yeah. that sounds fucking incredible. Not for the right reasons. No, but him singing, first of all, as a country singer, this... <laughs> With Dolly Parton, I am oh, so God. about it. I I want to see I want to see Rhinestone so fucking bad. But I feel like it's probably going to fall into this the category of uh, right for all the wrong reasons. Oh yeah, no, there's. But you know, it's one of those things where people say they ironically like stuff. There's nothing ironic no. about this. I just like no. it. It's no. fun. This is not an ironic enjoyment. This is not. I like it despite myself. No, I love this movie start to finish because it's dumb as hell i don't, I, don't I, w- I wouldn't change a thing about it if i could if i had a time machine and i could go back and rewrite the script i wouldn't change a word yeah i don't even know what to say i love this movie again been watching it since i was a very small child thank you grandpa for throwing this <laughs> throwing this and a bunch of other random crap on all these vhs tapes thank you 80s video stores for uh for bringing this into my life because oh, yeah and tnt and tbs for showing dumb shit like this yep constantly absolutely Thank you so much. No, this is this this is this is joy. This movie this movie is pure joy, and I'm glad it's over. Yes, this, I will watch this again. There's oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind that this will come up at least one more time in my life. Rewatching it this time, I like. I'm really disappointed that I wasn't the one who bought that Blu-ray from Best Buy because I only have it on DVD. <laughs> I have two copies of the DVD actually because I have I bought one at a pawn shop years ago and then I bought that Canon set. The Canon set, which by the way, we don't we don't do a lot of endorsements, but if that Canon set is still available anywhere, Get I recommend picking it up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That that is just one after another after another of movies like this that are awesome and terrible. Except for Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Except for Bloodsport. Bloodsport is just awesome. No, it's, well, pretty, no. it's, it's pretty bad. I don't even know. I <laughs> it's haven't pretty watched stupid. it since junior high school. So, Seriously? Yeah. Go home right now. You're watching Bloodsport today. <laughs> really? That's another I, one I, I watch. I have not watched it since high school. I watch junior, it all the time. Junior high school. Excuse me. Junior high school. All the time. Yeah, I fell in love with it back then. I, I fell in love with Van Damme for years because of Bloodsport and Kickboxer. I watched Time Cop in the theaters. And it's even better because it's air Hard quotes, target based on a true story. Love that. Oh my yeah, it's based <laughs> on a true story like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's fun. Anyways, okay. We're done with over the top. Uh we don't know what we're gonna be doing in a couple weeks. It's definitely going to be Halloween shit. It's probably gonna yep. be the anthology movie. Uh we usually start with the anthology, don't we? Yeah, I think it's yes. I, I think I think we start with the anthology, but we gotta figure out what that's gonna be. We don't have our Halloween schedule worked out yet. So it's gonna be a surprise to you just like it's a surprise to us. Fuck yeah. The listener. But prior to that, you can go ahead and follow us on social media on everything at the Shark Pod. And you can go to patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood to give us some money so you can hear us talk about Friday the thirteenth. Uh, I almost said canon. <laughs> No, not, not canon. This is the canon of canons. <laughs> the asylum. And uh, once we get shit sorted out, which I'm looking at the guy across the table there, we'll have <laughs> July's and August's uh, Patreon episode of what were they even? I don't even remember now. Uh, uh, Shaw Brothers, the uh, 12 Fingers of Shaw. 12 Fingers of Shaw, but what were the movies? Do you remember? Oh, the movies were uh, Executioners from Shaolin and The Chinatown Kid. There you go. That's right. See, I, I love them so much I forgot. And yes, I, I promise the, they will be up eventually. Probably one of them will be up by the time you hear this. If the other one's not up, it's coming soon. I, I got really... I was going through some shit, okay? I was going through some shit, and I'm I'm in a better place right now. 
<laughs> so so those the episodes are on their way. You'll get them, I promise. I apologize for the delay. He was trying really hard to figure out which glass table he was going to get. I mean, you you have to... <laughs> There has to be a rim around. Like people, people take for granted that you could just use a glass table. You have to have a rim because juices are going to come over that edge if you're not careful. And that's not what I'm into. I'm not into juices falling on my face. I'm into watching it as it enters the world. You don't want to get. You don't want to get frosted like a cake. I'm into watching that turd baby get birthed. <laughs> Gross. What a way to end. <laughs> <laughs> See, please get... tell me we included that conversation in the podcast already, and that wasn't off mic. So now I just sound like a freak. I'm gonna cut it out now. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna think you were just. I thought you were shopping for a glass table because you just like glass tables, and then and then things took a turn. <laughs> well, that'd be really funny. I think I want to do that. Now. Oh my god. <laughs> You better not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. You'll get all sorts more stuff like that. And basically me just being depressed that I have to watch these movies that I'm getting super bored with. <laughs> some of them, some of them. Well, yeah, lately it's kind of been all that. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, go check it out. <laughs> yes, do that. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks with whatever the anthology movie for Halloween is going to be. Uh, but until then, stay jawsome. Anyways, okay. I, I'm assuming there's not actually any incest in this movie, but, you know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> not inside anybody, I hope. Ew. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a line. No, I like <laughs> fucked up stuff. I like that. I like stuff that makes me go ew. I like stuff that makes me go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, because I, just because I'm appalled doesn't mean I'm not entertained. Uh. <laughs>